Thanks for tuning into my new show, Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People. I'm Steve Ray, author of the book, How to Get U.S. Market Ready. And in my previous podcast, I shared some of the lessons I've learned from 30 years in the wine and spirits business, helping brands enter and grow in the U.S. market. This series will be dedicated to the personalities who have been working in the Italian wine sector in the U.S., their experiences, challenges, and personal stories. I'll uncover the roads that they walked, shedding light on current trends, business strategies, and their unique brands. So, thanks for listening in, and let's get to the interview. Hi, this is Steve Ray, and welcome to this week's edition of Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People. This week, I'm, I'm pleased to have as my guest somebody who's not from Italy. They're actually from Romania, but I think you'll see the connection uh, in a little bit. Sergio Brysag. Sergio, welcome. Uh, thank you for having me, Steve, and uh, hello to everybody. So you may be wondering why I'm talking to somebody in Romania. Well, the, the background on this is I had a... Uh, uh, a a database that I had created called Importer Connect, actually trademarked. And um, it was a, a labor of love, but it was not very accurate. And I came upon this site called Best Wine Importers and found that they had done a much better job of that. And beyond just importers in the U.S., they had a database on global importers. And, and that was the question I was getting from many of the producers, if not most of the producers um, I was working with. Can you help me find an importer? So we connected and had good you know, conversations. And then it turned out I got invited to give a presentation in Romania. They're in Romania. They're in Oradia, which is in the far west of the country, kind of northwest of where uh, Vlad the Impeller's castle is. And uh, I went for a visit and uh, we learned a lot about each other's business and we've been helping each other uh, ever since. So, Sergio, why don't you give us a background on uh, start off with what the company is doing now relative to helping brands who want to export to other markets, and then, then give us a history of how it developed. Of course. Well, for the last 15 years, we've been helping wine producers from all over the world to find reliable importers and distributors and basically get in touch with them via various marketing channels. The we being, let me interrupt here, the we being bestwineimporters.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The first Best Wine Importers database basically was launched, as I said, 15 years ago in 2005. Uh, it was a time when wineries were becoming increasingly interested in uh, expanding their exports, especially after the massive growth of the Asian market. And there were very few reliable databases which uh, provided context for uh, worldwide importers. A lot of people had uh, old Excel files, with uh, emails and names collected from expos and stuff like this. But after one or two years, the data was no longer usable because people kept changing their jobs, phone numbers. So it was a nightmare to keep this database updated, to have someone in your marketing team constantly checking for contacts. So we managed to create a database uh, with uh, some people who were uh, back then working in uh, various data analysis fields and uh, we started with uh, a smaller database maybe 5000 companies and the website the database was uh, a modified excel file that we kept updating uh, every few months and uh, things started moving amazingly well uh, we started with some smaller wineries mainly from the italy spain france and over the years, the product became very popular and uh, we started seeing some big names too. For example, some of our Italian clients are uh, Grupo Caviro, Marchese Antinori, Zonin, Cavit, uh, 
uh, Grupo Lunelli. So a lot of the big names now uh, also use our database as part of their marketing strategy. Because uh, let's be honest, every business which relies on a sales team will need a list of potential customers. So the more targeted and focused this list, the better. And creating such a list can take a very long time and a lot of resources. You have to get someone in your company to do this for a number of hours each day when he is probably more focused on selling and he should uh, contact people and uh, try to present the product, not uh, creating databases. Most of our clients saw value of uh, instantly having access to something like this, which is uh, updated, it's ready to use. You can uh, give it to the sales team and they can start uh, contacting people. So yes, uh, the majority of our clients are happy to have us as a, a partner. And uh, I would, there are a number of uh, scenarios where they use the database. So beyond the database, one of the things that you've done is enhance it with um, a bunch of tools and resources. Can you talk about some of those things? Yes. Uh, initially, the ingredients of the database were the name of the company, its email, its website, and the contact person for it. But now uh, we've added a very advanced search engine. For example, uh, people can search for importers of a specific brand, of a specific wine variety. They can see uh, which importers work with which uh, other companies. There are a number of filters which also allow people to target markets. And this can be very useful if uh, a winery, for example, is looking to create a market analysis. For example, they want to see, okay, we want to find someone in Eastern Europe, which country would be best? Uh, Romania, Poland, uh, I know Bulgaria. So they can go to the database, check out each of these countries and see the number of importers, their uh, strength. We also have uh, financial data for some of the companies, which can be very useful to see the top importers based and you can filter this based on their revenue and the number of employees. I want to jump in here and, and, and make a, a point as I counsel my uh, clients. Having a contact name, uh, especially if it's the right one, is absolutely wonderful. It's necessary, but it is not sufficient. That before you cold call somebody and just say, hey, I've got a product, uh, are you interested in importing it, is to do a little homework on that person and that company, which is relatively easy to do with Google and LinkedIn and all kinds of tools like that. Find something out about them and present yourself as a solution, a business solution to their problem. Maybe you see in their portfolio, they don't have um, a product from your particular region or the varietal or the style of wine or whether you're biodynamic, whatever it happens to be. So that you can find some opportunities to present yourself as a business solution to their needs as opposed to just another product. And so I, I look at a, a, a tool like Best Wine Importers as a really great place to start, but that'll only get you to a cold call. You've got to move yourself to a warm call. So make sure you go to LinkedIn, check these people out, who else works there, any connections that you have, what is their area of specialization, check out their uh, top people, have they given any speeches, um, that have been published? Have they attended any conferences or something? You'll have a much better insight as to what's going on and a way to introduce yourself to these people and turn a cold call into a warm call. 
So one of the other uh, tools that Best Wine Importers has is a uh, price structure tool. And it's something that I provide for my clients and I've shared freely with um, Sergio and his team uh, because I think it's something that many people from, uh, we call it overseas, (laughs) outside the United States, don't understand on how the three-tier system works and how it impacts margins and what the difference is between margin and markup and so on and so forth. So that's one example of the tools that are there, a price structure tool, both for spirits and wines. What are some of the other specific tools uh, that, that you are offering that you can talk about? Yeah, the price structure tool was very important because like uh, you say, uh, many people have this idea that, okay, we have to get to the US market. There's a lot of money there. Uh, if we make it, it's going to be a crucial step for our company. But from this idea to actually implementing it and uh, finding an importer is extremely difficult because maybe you can do this in Europe or uh, maybe even in Asia. But in the US, uh, because of the free tier system and uh, the state structure, things get a lot of uh, far more complicated. So the price, uh, the price structure tool uh, was created was one of Steve's ideas. Uh, We worked with our programmer and uh, we offer it for free on our website. We actually got a lot of positive feedback from it, but it still requires quite a lot of understanding. So uh, a winery will need to get someone from their financial department or uh, an export expert probably to identify each of those fields and to really know what data to enter in uh, each of those uh, fields to get uh, an accurate estimate of their uh, wine price in the US. Other tools that uh, we offer for the database is, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the opportunity to find very niche importers in very specific markets. We had a client from Israel, for example, who was looking for only importers of Israeli wine. And he managed to use the filters in the database combined with the, the advanced search. And he found uh, a number of uh, very interested importers in uh, Germany. And he was super happy with the database. So especially for these niche producers who have a very specific product, uh, the database can be a very powerful tool. But it can also be for any regular winery. But it has to be combined, like Steve said, with uh, a very solid marketing approach. Because almost any winery has great wines, like we like to say. And uh, the difference between producing an excellent wine and uh, selling a wine at uh, an excellent price is quite large. And it's the the job of the marketing and the sales team. One of our main advices is to do do your homework. And like like, uh, Steve said, use all the new technologies. Go to their LinkedIn page, maybe like their Facebook page get in touch with them there, uh, research their portfolio, friend them on any social network, use WhatsApp, try everything to get their attention and uh, start the conversation going. Yeah, I think there's a tendency, I know there's a tendency, uh, I've been doing this long enough for people to think that, oh, all I need is the name of somebody to reach out to. And it, it, it clearly is not that simple. And I think it's a lot harder in the US. I can't comment on other countries and their database applies to, I mean, exporting to everywhere from Vietnam to Romania, Chile, any country in the world that, that you can think of. So it's kind of unique in, in having that level of detail, but it, it, um, it's, it's, as I say, it's, it's a place to start. And 
one of the other tools that I would recommend for suppliers, and again, this goes for wines as well as spirits, is uh, use the tools that uh, Best Wine Importers has, certainly the price structure tool, but also on, on my website, bevologyinc.com, uh, I on the blog, where I'm sorry, on videos, I post a whole bunch of webinars and seminars that I've given, including the one that I gave in uh, Romania, by the way, on uh, understanding how the U.S. market works. Now, there's some other tools that are out there. Um, obviously, attending trade shows had in the past been a big one. It will continue to be a big one, but I think it's uh, fundamentally going to change. Can you talk about how somebody can use your database in regard to having plans to attend Vin Italy or uh, Provine or Vinexpo? Yeah, uh, we see a lot of uh, movement and activity in the period of the year when the main trade shows uh, are scheduled. For example, Provine uh, in February and uh, in Italy, a lot of companies invest uh, huge sums of money to get a nice stand to ship their wines there. Uh, but the the main uh, objective is to get actually get importers and get to get new people at the stand uh, and uh, set up tastings, try to to improve your business. So uh, most importers will uh, schedule a few uh, campaigns and. Uh, invite uh, the importers and distributors at their stands this honestly is um, not always gonna end up as planned because a lot of importers uh, who we met at trade shows said that uh, they mostly use the time at the the expo to uh, consolidate their current uh, contacts so they meet importers they they're already working with and uh, Distributors, they try to maybe expand the portfolio of wines to show them what they've been doing during the last year, uh, present them some new wines. So it's not so much about uh, getting new people as to uh, consolidate the relationships and uh, try to, to upsell. Yeah, I think um, what we're seeing is uh, certainly at uh, Vinitaly and also at Provine, they've integrated a bunch of tools that allow you to identify uh, and create a schedule and uh, initiate conversations with people and then organize them. And of course, at Vinitaly itself, it's that's really important because it's like uh, walking around an entire city to get from one end to the other can take you. 45 minutes. But but the, the point being, uh, I've, I've said that it's, I think the role of a trade show these days is not to initiate a conversation, but rather to consummate a relationship. So you should be doing as much as you can off. Well, you talk about it. Go ahead. It's exactly like, like you mentioned, uh, things have moved probably in the 10 years ago, there were uh, few, uh, fewer wineries and uh, more importers who are uh, looking for wines, especially people from Asia who are uh, trying to get new and interesting uh, varieties of wines to to Asia. But now, uh, with such a large variety of producers, so many uh, varieties of wine, you really have to uh, consolidate your uh, your business. My recommendation to people is use the tools that uh, these trade shows have. Certainly attend them because it's still there's nothing like meeting with someone in person. But it's a lot better when you're meeting someone in person who you've already established a relationship with online. Again, the idea of consummating uh, that relationship. And I've seen it, it, it work uh, better. And as the trade shows 
are evolving post-COVID. Um, I think using those two sets of resources together is going to result in um, give you a better result for the individual producers. The other thing, you have a comment on, let's talk about American importers and distributors um, attending these trade shows and, and in general, and then more specifically, do you find them using your database? So not just the wineries themselves who are searching for them, but um, importers and distributors who may be looking for things on their own. How would they use the site? One aspect about uh, creating the database is that uh, not only our team adds new companies, and we also allow importers and distributors to be added to the database. They can easily contact us on the website or write us an email. And uh, we get a lot of uh, feedback, actually. And uh, we get importers who say, okay, I'm really looking now for uh, some new wine varieties, uh, I would like to be added to the database, what will happen next? So what will happen? Well, we add, add the company, add the contact details, the contact person, and quite soon uh, the wineries will start uh, contacting uh, the specific importer and uh, show them their uh, their offers, their uh, new, they uh, send new announcements and uh, they try to set up uh, meetings at expos for example so we have uh, importers and distributors from the us who are doing this we have importers and distributors from australia an interesting fact about australia and the uh, pro wine we've met some of our clients from australia during our last visit of pro wine and uh, very very few australian uh, wineries were using uh, similar databases a lot of them had a really old system with uh, printed Excel sheets with uh, the names of importers or distributors, and they were super excited to, to know that there's uh, an online system like this uh, based in the cloud, which is uh, constantly updated. Yeah, I imagine that's got to be real important now when uh, basically the China market has collapsed for the Australians and they're refocusing their efforts. We see a lot of activity from um, Wine Australia uh, on the U.S. market. And these tools become really, really important. Okay, so we've kind of talked about uh, a bunch of things here. Can you boil it down to uh, what, what the big takeaway is of somebody was listening to this thing? What are the three things they can walk away with and put to use immediately? The most important thing that we try to tell our clients is don't rely on shortcuts. Do your homework and it will pay off. So you also focus on this in your book, Steve, uh, how to get U.S. market ready. And it was amazing. Thank you for uh, offering us this uh, during your last visit. A producer should dedicate time and uh, research each lead and try to get the maximum potential out of it. Try to see where the headquarters is located, in which area they operate. Uh, try to see their size, their financial strength, uh, their focus. Try to see what their portfolio includes now and what's missing. Uh, and when they eventually contact them, they, there's a far better chance of a positive reply if uh, the importers also sees that uh, you've, the producer put some effort and uh, did the homework before approaching them. If the producer allocated some time and effort to get a meeting, the importer might as well try to do the same thing. And uh, it's far better than just sending out uh, generic emails describing your wine. 
The second advice would be to work with a good marketing team and to identify your niche. Uh, as I said before, almost everybody has great wines, but in a sector with fierce competition, uh, solid, innovative and uh, well-implemented branding and marketing strategy can get you far better results. If uh, the producer doesn't work with a marketing expert, uh, we advise wineries to use uh, our platform to and take time to create good emails, uh, make them different. Always think in terms of what the importers has to gain if he decides to work with that winery. Basically, what's in it for him? After the first contact, always follow up and uh, try to see if you can get some feedback. Try to turn a cold call into a warm call, like you said. Uh, test new things each time. Try to improve the things that uh, work less time and uh, change the ones that didn't get you results. Uh, try to come up with new ideas. In a world where uh, marketing has become essential and you have to constantly be in tune with the latest trends, uh, be active on almost all the new social media channels. Importers also watch this, these things and uh, there's a lot of importers that uh, work with wineries that are super popular on social media. Also, many winemakers, especially the more traditional ones, uh, think that using 90% uh, of the resources to make an excellent wine and 10% uh, of their resources for marketing will be enough, but this is a very big mistake. And the uh, third advice, this is also a very important one is to set realistic expectations. I think that we see with our clients who start using the platform is that many of them just uh, email campaign and then uh, they might complain that they didn't get orders from it yet. Let's be clear, you're not going to get amazing results with uh, minimal efforts. If you're going to send out a mass email and expect uh, orders and a few containers, for example, that's not going to happen. What you want is to get the first meeting. You have to move them to another, to another meeting and uh, discuss your particular need or interest in more detail. You've moved what, uh, what's just a contact into the realm of prospect. Okay, the, so the next step would be to turn a suspect into a prospect. And that's what we mean by uh, setting up a next meeting. That's an achievable objective and uh, getting an order quickly is not so much. I, I would, I want to just add, uh, um, reinforce that point that a lot of people think, oh, I can send out a mass email, as you said, and expect something to happen. Don't confuse, don't confuse action with results. And the end, end, end result may be a container order, but there are many steps in, in between. And in the case of your first outreach to uh, prospective importers or distributors, the goal or the objective is to get the next conversation. So if you can start the relationship and set up uh, uh, an, an agreement to have another conversation and provide XYZ information, all of a sudden you are took a giant leap towards getting the results, the ultimate results you want. But the key is get the next meeting. Focus on what you're trying to do right now, and that is to get the next meeting. Rarely is that going to happen with a mass email. The second thing I would add to yours is it's not about the product. Um, it's all about the business solution that you are bringing 
to uh, the prospective uh, importer and or distributor. And that requires a little bit of understanding of their business. So take 10 minutes and look at their website. <laughs> Check out the people on LinkedIn and what they're doing and where they've been and, and that kind of thing. You'll gain some tremendous insights and opportunities that you can bring up in a conversation, even if it's as, as something as simple as saying, oh, I see you went to Purdue. Uh, I had a cousin of mine who went to Purdue. How did you like it? Now, all of a sudden, you're turning this into a conversation as opposed to a pitch, and you've made it a little bit easier to have that conversation. So we, we had asked for it. That, that was a big takeaway. We got about five of them, and every one of those are really great. I, I think the, the big thing I'd want to leave people with is, look, we recognize if you're a wine producer, you may be, you know, a farmer, a small producer and so forth. You're not an expert marketer. Well, with the tools available today, you don't need to be, I think. But if you uh, focus on the needs and interests of the people you're trying to talk to and be yourself, it's all about authenticity. Don't try and be something you're not. And if what you're all about is passionate about the soil and the land and the history of the place, then that's what you know, you've got to sell, turn that into some reason why it's of value. Uh, one example I would use is some research I've seen about the, the, the difference in the perception of the word organic versus the word sustainable. In the U.S., organic has a very specific definition. It's regulated not by the TTB, but by the USDA, and it appeals to a niche. The word sustainable is not regulated because it doesn't have a specific designation. It's something that everybody's interested in and that pretty much every winery can claim. So my recommendation is talk about the benefits that you bring to the party. And if you're sustainably produced, talk that up. You don't need a, a biodynamic certification to say that your winery is uh, or, or that your wines or, or spirits are sustainably produced. Let's bring this to a close. I want, I want to say thank you to Sergio and congratulate him on his great English. My discovery of the wonders of Romania, I look forward to the opportunity of going back there. But really, for everybody who's listening here, um, use the tools and add value to the tools and uh, grow your business. That's going to be the thing that that is going to certainly from my perspective, that would please me the most. And I think, uh, Sergio, from, from yours as well, is to see people uh, get results. Thanks again for having me here, Steve. And like you said, uh, thanks to the technology nowadays, even small wineries can get results. Just be authentic, uh, invest some time, and uh, try to set realistic expectations. So a big thank you to Sergio Bryceg of Best Wine Importers at bestwineimporters.com. And this is Steve Ray signing off for this week for Get U.S. Market with Italian Wine People. And we'll be back next Monday with another interesting podcast interview. Thank you for listening. This is Steve Ray. Thanks again for listening on behalf of the Italian Wine Podcast.